I'm Carlo, Carlo Pietro Sanfilippo, and this is my podcast. With this project, I want to explore the means, methods, tools, and examples of living on purpose, living the life we want, doing the things that light us up, things that make us feel like we're alive, growing, making a difference, and enjoying the process along the way. Welcome to It's the Journey. Okay, everybody, welcome back to It's the Journey. As always, I'm your host, Carlo Pietro Sanfilippo, and thank you for all my return listeners who are coming back, and welcome to anyone and everyone who's joining for the very first time. If this is your first time, just to, just to give you a kind of idea of what I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing my very best to provide as many examples as I can of people that are living their dreams and being the change so that you have more and more examples. So hopefully you'll get the courage to say yes to whatever it is that's inside you that maybe you're holding back or saying no to. And if you like what I'm doing, you know, please like and subscribe wherever you can. And if you're really ambitious, jump on Apple and give me a, giving it a review so that when other people come across it, they will have an idea of what I'm trying to do. So that's, that's my only commercial for this. So thank you. Uh, I don't always do this, but this time I want to start off with a quote because this, this seemed very, very um, relevant to not only this conversation with my guest today, but several that I've had recently. And this is from Brian Tracy. Uh, and I, I actually use this at the beginning of one of the chapters of my book uh, or a version of it. And he says, the law of attraction says that you are a living magnet. And that you invariably attract into your life the people, ideas, opportunities, and circumstances in harmony with your dominant thoughts. End quote. So those of you who've been listening or maybe read Afterlife know that this has been powerfully true for me. And then the more I've said yes to what's inside me and opportunity, you know, the opportunities and circumstances and people just seem to show up. Uh, from many new friends and actually even family that I've connected with in Europe and my, my friends here in the States, you know, artists and writers and people in theater and, and fellow travelers and so, so many more. I'm so, so grateful and excited about all this. And that's why I just want to keep encouraging you to say yes to something as big or small. Just say, just say yes and take an action that sets, but what, what that does is it'll set things in motion in such beautiful and often unforeseen ways. And today's guest is just another awesome, beautiful example of this. I want to give you a little bit of a backstory about how we connected. Um, a few years ago, I was in Santa Fe having lunch with a buddy at a local place called the Horseman's Haven Cafe, which is small and local and as awesome as it sounds. Spiciest chili you can find in Santa Fe, by the way. Uh, so Steve was one of those people that really, really got what I was doing. And the more I told him about my adventures and my Italian journey and connecting with my family and getting to pick olives and all the things I was doing that just seemed like these accidental opportunities that just opened up every time I took another step forward, Steve got it. And his, he was so lit up and so excited and, and so supportive about this. And that was, that was magic to me in that moment because as I'd mentioned before, not everybody got what I was trying to do. And sometimes people would say things that, that might make me question. And so as I was learning to trust myself and get confidence in my confidence in what, what was inside me, 
people like that really, really help me. And that's again, what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to help, I'm trying to help you with that the same way that other people help me. So later that day I was, I was with Steve and he came to me with this, with a copy of a magazine I'd, I'd never heard of before called international living. So he showed it to me and told me it was all about, it. he's like, you've got to get this. So, so like before I even got home, I jumped online and got my subscription. I couldn't wait for my first issue to arrive. And so it came and, and I've told as many people that are listening about this, that, uh, this, this magazine is full of articles and resources and information for anyone that's considering, you know, living full or part-time outside the, outside the States. And, uh, you know, each, each month I get it. It's like, it's like your kid when, uh, you know, any, when, when I was a kid, was Mad Magazine is what I got. But uh, I get excited and I, I want to know what's in there. And when I do travel to other places, I'll go on to their online resources and, and I can dive into a specific area and, and hear from someone that's living there uh, about places I may have never heard before and ways to get around and live and all that kind of fun stuff. So check that out if you, get, if you're, if you can. But let's fast forward. So as I was working on on my, my current project and, and with the podcast and writing, uh, I stumbled across a profile on LinkedIn for Kathleen Evans, who's a journalist at that magazine. So we connected and it's, again, it's just like one of those things where like, she's, she's done so many of the things that I'm wanting to do, uh, you know, going back eight years ago. And, and I, I want to, I want so badly to tell her story, but I'm going to let her do it. <laughs> so, uh, Let's just let's just dive in and meet Kathleen and hear what she's doing uh, that I'm so excited about. So, Kathleen, let's uh, thank thank you for joining me and welcome to Is the Journey. Hola, Carlo. Thank you so much for reaching out to me and for inviting me as a guest on your podcast. It's quite an honor, actually, uh, to be able to connect with your audience. So, thank you. Absolutely, thank you. So. Um, so it was so fun. It was so fun uh, getting ready for this because uh, you're a journalist and you've got so much content out there, blogs and videos and interviews and articles that you've written. I, I, I had fun. It's, I like reading those kind of things anyway, but it was, it was really fun knowing that like, oh, I, I'm, I've connected with this person. I'm going to know them even better. So that was, that was fun. And um, uh, one of the things, so you, talk, you talked about I just give people a little bit of an idea. Like you, you, you lived in the States and you worked in, uh, social media, um, social media sales. Is that right? Uh, yeah, actually media sales, so media sales. I'm sorry. Radio, television and publishing for many okay. years. Yeah. yeah. So media sales. Okay. And then you had this corporate burnout and decided to just do something radically different. So, uh, let's talk about you know, what happened and what you did to give people an idea of, of where you are. Right. Well, I, I've, I guess I've reinvented myself a few times um, and done some radical things. And um, it, it's really cool that, that your website is called The Journey and, and my website is Cat's Journey. Yes. And uh, it's, it all was hatched about 20 years ago for, for my name. Um, I had, it was a, a, I would call it my early midlife crisis. And I was burned out on corporate America because I was on the sales side. And when you work for commission only, mm -hmm. you're only as good as your last sale. And, you know, 
corporate America is what it is. And there were buyouts and uh, we used to have our morning sales meeting. We called it the sales beating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and so um, what happened was I had a couple of friends who went around the world. They decided to quit their corporate America jobs. They went around the world and I was in awe of them. And I said, I can't do this. I have responsibilities. I have a marriage. I have family. I have a job. I can't do this. Yes. And I watched them every step of the way with envy um, <laughs> and cheering them on. And uh -huh. they both had these amazing ep epiphanies. One of them, her her fiance, well, her then boyfriend flew all the way to Thailand and created this magical moment on the beach and candles and asked uh, her to marry him. Yeah. And, it, and it sealed what she was looking for in her life. And then the other one had this epiphany in India and decided to help orphans in India. Wow. And started a foundation called the Miracle Foundation, very grassroots. Today, she's an international superstar, wow. um, helping relocate children and get them back with their families. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm I'm looking for that. I, 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 I need that in my life. I need to find out what my purpose is. I don't want to be selling air my right. whole life. Right. Um, and I, at that moment, I had a marriage that was, that was crumbling and it, it was the perfect time. And I said, you know what, I'm leaving and I'm going to do this. I am going to step so far out of my comfort zone that most people, their heads would blow off. Right. <laughs> right. So, right. <laughs> so I, I planned a journey around the world for a year alone chasing summer because I'm a summertime. <laughs> I love it. I'm not a big fan of wearing coats. So I, I did it and um, I was ready, ready for my great epiphany. Cause I knew that was going to happen somewhere along the route and it didn't. Okay. It, there was no great defining moment where I said, this is my calling. This is, this is the answer, the, the North star, God reaches down, whatever. It, right. it, it didn't happen. Okay. But I learned the most amazing little life lessons along the way that have carried me into the, the second half of my life so far. Awesome. You know, I, I, I learned things like it's okay to be alone. I'm comfortable being alone. I, I was never alone. You mm -hmm. know, there was a family and then there were roommates and then there was a husband. I was never alone. Yeah. And I learned to embrace it. Now, of course, it's not fun being lonely, but once you learn to be comfortable being alone, it's completely fine to walk in a restaurant and say table for one. Yes. You know, it's little things like that. And, and learning that 
cultures and people, we are really all one. And we all share the basic needs. We're all the same as far as needing security, you know, housing, food, relationships, and having faith in something, whether it's a higher being, your God, faith in that the sun will rise tomorrow. Yep. And that we are resilient as humankind. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. Sometimes you have to, um, you got to really shake things up sometimes to, 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 to change your perspective. And sometimes it's just a big tragedy alone or big life change alone, mm -hmm. or sometimes we need to physically be in a different space to kind of see things. And that lesson you said about it's okay to be alone was mm -hmm. because like in my, in my book, I talk about, you know, and it was, it was every, it took, if I could have just taken my kids, I would have done the same thing. I would, every impulse in me was like, I want to sell mm -hmm. everything and have a backpack and go. But I, I, I couldn't, I didn't want to leave my kids. And so uh, I learned those lessons without, without leaving. But that, that whole concept mm -hmm. of being alone, but not lonely was so, so, such an important lesson for me as well of yeah. like feeling comfortable going into a restaurant by myself. I don't know about you, but I've, I had the experience where sometimes some other, sometimes couples were suddenly not comfortable with alone Carlo. Like yes. everybody was trying to fix yes. me up with someone. Sometimes I didn't get invited to certain things because they felt like they thought it might be weird for me showing up or they, I don't know if they didn't want an odd number of people at the table or what it was. But right. before I was even divorced, people were like, so you're going to get remarried again? You think you'll have more kids? They're asking me all these questions. I'm like, stop, <laughs> please stop. Right. Let, let me be alone because yeah. that's how you learn to love yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so. and you're looking that you're looking that you can find that inside and it's not a, through another person or thing. Right. You know, and in a lot of the, the Western type countries, it's really not that big of a deal if you go in somewhere and you're alone. Mm -hmm. um, but places like, for example, Thailand, it's very much a culture where you're not so really expected to be alone anywhere you're, oh, wow. you know you're in groups you're in couples you're a family mm -hmm. and you walk into a restaurant as a foreigner and you say table for one and they're like oh what do we do with her <laughs> well, i guess we'll put her in the back of the restaurant where no one can see her how embarrassing we have this foreigner in our restaurant and she's all alone you know right <laughs> so it was definitely a learning process That's and, funny. Um, yeah <laughs> and it was interesting because i i went nowhere i had ever been before i couldn't that was not allowed on the agenda so most of europe was out the comfort zone was out wow. and i was on some of these remote islands in Thailand. And I remember hearing New Zealand English and I'm like, ah, oh, gravitating to some people so I can speak my <laughs> native tongue. Because, you know, when you're weeks and weeks and weeks with someone in a place where there is not a word of your local language, mm -hmm. um, 
it, it's challenging. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know about you. I just to hear your experience, but like, <clears throat> I feel like that does something interesting to my, my brain where mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis here in the States, you know, you, you get by, especially I, I saw that you were born in Chicago. I'm in St. Louis. So we were, we were practically oh, okay. neighbors. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's easy to go by without ever hearing another language all day long. And when I travel, yeah. that's, I, that's p- something my brain really likes is tr- trying to understand, it's trying to right. understand not only the language, but what, you know, how does, how does, how does shopping work here? What, what, how, how does, what, what is the, what is this weird, not weird, but different produce that I'm seeing? Like, right. I, <laughs> how do I bag it? Uh, there's something that, that I love about the way that shocks my brain. Um, and makes me feel kind of awake. Right. <laughs> You know, <laughs> well, these girlfriends that had been around the world before me gave me a little. No, remember, this is before smartphones and all that sort of thing. There was no Duolingo, Google Translate. Wow. Yeah. So they had given me this trifold, um, kind of little like a little brochure with photos on it. And it's like, point at the chicken, point at the hospital, you know? And so I would, <laughs> wow. I would carry that with me just in case there was, you know, a complete meltdown, you know, point, point at the sanitary supply. Where do I find mm. this? That's yeah. Yeah. My goodness. And I think, I think that experience, I almost feel like that should be part of our education system to force mm-hmm. people to be in that situation to, to, for, for empathy for people that are coming here that are in that situation. You, Absolutely. One of your, one of the, I read, I, one of the things I listened to or read to where you talked about opening a bank account and having to do that in a foreign language. And uh, I, I've had some of those experiences. I've worked through, you know, the, the, the Italian embassy to get passports and stuff like that. And yeah. I even know Italian and it's still challenging because the, sometimes the vocabulary is, you know, Absolutely. Nothing like I've studied. So um, what maybe, whether it's, whether it's your experience in, in Costa Rica, and I want to get into, we'll get into that when we can, but like in just general and travel, what maybe has opened your eyes up to like, to like how you maybe used to see things versus how you do now for, for um, people and language and, and empathy. Yeah, lots of empathy, lots of kindness. It it speaks volumes. Um, you know, using sign language, personal interaction. You know, when we sit behind a keyboard, um, you don't have the facial expressions. You don't have the emotion there, and that's it's really key to relationship building. Uh-huh is being able to have that personal interaction and, and kindness. Yes. It it just, it speaks volumes. So, um, I do see that. Absolutely. Now, uh, and then you even went somewhere, you made an interesting example of, um, you said America, but you're like in the rest of the world, they say the United States. And I made that mistake once when I was talking (laughs) with my Italian my Italian uh, tutor and I said something about America and she's like, she, she asked a clarifying question because she goes, Oh, you mean the United States? And like how, like how, I don't know if narcissistic is the right mm-hmm. word that, mm-hmm. that yeah. Americans see America as that. Well, that's, of course, that's what we mean. 
but the rest of the world, there's a, there's a, a millions, if not a billion other Americans that are not United States Americans. <laughs> That's right. We live in the Americas. And, yeah. And I made that mistake of uh, when I first got to Costa Rica and someone had asked me, and I'm practicing my Spanish, being all cool. And they said, oh, where are you from? And I said, you know, soy Americana, I'm American. And they're like, oh, I am too. Which part of the Americas are you from? And I was like, aha. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Isn't that, that's just a fun little shock to our brains, right? There's a little, a little ah, there's a, that's a different perspective. I hadn't thought about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That little, there's tiny little paradigm shifts Every single day, if you pay attention, mm -hmm. it can make you a better person mm -hmm. or a more aware person. Or a more aware a person. It, yeah. yeah. And then just for like our, our you know, because I know I know some of the, the magazine, you're, you're writing a lot to people that are sort of like pre-retirement or in retirement. Right. I think that when I started really diving into learning Italian, I had learned a language as a young person in high school and college. But five years ago, I started learning Italian and I, I, I swear I could almost feel the neurons growing <laughs> like yeah. as my brain start making more and more connections to different ways yes. of saying this. And then sometimes I could, I learn new vocabulary and it would, I could connect it to English or I would connect it to a, 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 a Latin word the Germans use, but we don't. And so my brain's making all these right. connections and it, I could. You know, you read these studies about how learning language at a certain point in life helps you with Alzheimer's and things like that, protects you against those things. And you can. Absolutely. There's yeah. been so much research on that. And I always suggest to expats who are hesitant to move overseas because they don't speak the native language. You, you don't have to be fluent. You don't have to be a professor level Mm -hmm. of any language to be able to communicate, but, but studying it on some level, really, yes. it, it, it does get those neurons fired up. Yes. Yeah. Something yeah. that really helped me was my son's high school teacher. Cause I've always kind of, uh, bristled at the word fluent. Cause I have, yeah. a, I have a, I have a degree in German. I, I mean, I, I read Goethe and, 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 wow. and all the, so many, so many works of literature, but if you throw me into um, an auto mechanic shop in Germany, I don't know the word for for transmission or carburetor or yeah. or monkey wrench or okay. Allen. I don't. Uh, so so where is fluency begin and end? So the the teacher said proficiency. There's different levels of proficiency, which to me, mm -hmm. I, I I found that to be a more accurate way of looking at it, and and. Cause like, yeah, you can become proficient enough to get around and ask, order a pizza or, mm -hmm. or go to a restaurant and at, where's the ATM really quickly. Yeah. But then it just depends on like how, how deep you want to go. So yeah, that's you, great advice you're giving your, your readers. You, you see, Carlo, you just gave me a, a paradigm shift just in Yay. this conversation. <laughs> Not fluency. Uh, yeah. Proficiency. And that was from my son's Spanish teacher, right? Um, yeah. So let's circle back to your journey. So like you, you, you had this situation and you jumped off into the world and then you, then you, did you come back to the States before you headed to Costa Rica? I did. I okay. did actually. Um, I learned all my lessons and then I came back. Mm 
and patched up the marriage eventually, which was pretty cool. Yeah. And, um, Especially if she took a year off and come back. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah, right. And, and I, I was broke. And so I went back to corporate America for a bit, a piece of time. Uh huh. Um, because you do have to have a balance sheet in the positive if you're really planning on a, a move overseas. Okay. So the world kind of came together. And then it sort of fell apart with the um, housing crash in 2008. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had we sat around and, and corporate America was, you know, <laughs> creating all kinds of its problems that it typically does all over again. And I said, yeah. no, I'm not doing this. And we said, you know, are we going to get serious about this move or or not. And if we are, you know, let's quit dabbling here and oh, a trip to Belize. Let's check it out. And a trip to Mexico. We did this for years and it's like, let's get serious. And so uh, I, I grew up with these family meetings where we were taught to make a pro and a con list for every Love big it. decision. <laughs> My dad would put on his captain's hat and we'd go, okay, here's the, let's get a yellow, yellow notepad with the pros column and the, and the con column. Okay. I love it. So I was like, let's do this. Let's, let's make a checklist of what is important for that country to offer us in the next phase of life. And, you know, every everyone's list is going to look different. Ours looked something like this. I um, wanted to see and hear the ocean every day. I, I've, I've been landlocked most of my life, and yet I feel the most fulfilled and the most introspective when I can walk on a beach and hear the ocean. There's something extremely calming about that. And sometimes yeah. the answers come to me for, for those big decisions, just walking the beach. So that was important. Um, I never wanted to wear a coat again. That's super that. clear. Not a gold <laughs> person. Um, but also looking for a stable democracy in a country. Um, well, as stable as it can be, we know the world is, <laughs> right. is constantly in flux. Yes. Um, a place that makes it easy to buy or own property or a business uh, as a foreigner, because a lot of places you can't do that until you have some sort of residency there. Okay. Um, also looking for a very straightforward residency process and one uh, that we would be able to qualify for. You know, because a lot of times it it's so convoluted, you know, you've right. got to live there 10 years and you have to do this and, you know, um, also looking for a place that had an overall lower cost of living. Um, also ease and affordability to travel back to the United States. So, you know, there's family there, there's, you know, reasons to have to go back. I have an aging parent and, you know, that's always in the back of my mind. You know, I'd love to live in Tahiti, but that's very unrealistic. Right. So, 
so it had to be a place where there were a, a good amount of flights available and somewhat affordable. So, exactly. Yeah. Um, also looking for a warm and welcoming community. So there are places that really aren't that warm to foreigners. Right. Um, and you have to consider that. Um, was also looking for a place that was close enough to arts entertainment with a variety of food. You know, uh, a small island may look amazing at first, especially if you go there on vacation. Um, but then you realize there is such a thing as island fever. And it's yeah. like, ooh, wow, what have I done? Uh, I'm living in paradise, but... You know, I, I miss the ballet or, or whatever that is. I, I want to see a, a concert. Um, and then also looking for a place where you could drink water safely out of the tap. So you start going through this list and a lot of places really don't meet the criteria. Yes. Right. Um, and lastly, English widely spoken was a bonus, but not a deal breaker. Okay. Right. Yeah. So you, you start looking at all of these things and there were very few countries on the list that were. Okay. Went. And so we kept going back to Costa Rica, which ticked off every box. <laughs> right. Just ding, so, ding, ding. Right. <laughs> Right. You know, and we Panama also qualifies, but, you know, we had already fallen in love with the people of Costa Rica. Um, they're just so incredibly warm and helpful. And we didn't feel that vibe in a lot of places we went initially. Now, I'm yeah. sure if you spend time and you meet a community, but uh, the initial reaction was, wow. This is the place. Yeah. That's... But, but you always need to have a plan B. Uh, okay. Right? So you can research and research and scout, but just in case, it's always good to have a plan B. Because sometimes things, big moves like that internationally don't work out for mm -hmm. whatever reason. So it's always good to have a plan B in place. I love it. Um, that, that story you told is so applicable to so many other parts of someone's life when they're making a big decision like that, mm -hmm. to write down those, write to write down with crystal clarity, what you do want and don't want and what are, you know, the, the within the list are, you know, what are the must haves and what are the nice to haves. Mm -hmm. So, and, and thinking through like your, your example about the desert Island. Um, I keep getting, uh, once, once friends, uh, found out what I wanted to do, I start getting all these articles about these houses you can buy in Italy for a dollar, yes. you know, and One I'm like, euro, it's yours. <laughs> a euro, yeah, euro. and I'm like, I start looking into it and I ask them Italians about it. They're like, Italians don't want to live there. Like, they're like, it's, they're, yeah. they're places that there's, you can't get there by train. There's no hospitals, there's no jobs. So right, you'd right. go there and be with a bunch of other foreigners that 
it's not an Italian town hardly anymore. Right, right. They all <laughs> got sure. scammed into the one euro. And <laughs> right. There you go. You know, so, and then, you know, so what is, you know, looking at all the things you really want to have and then having that plan B. And that's, that's something I see over and over again in the magazine is like, you know, rent before you buy. Mm-hmm. Because there's a big difference between taking a vacation somewhere uh, and happen to go in the most beautiful time of the year yep. and then being there through, you know, whatever their bad season is or, you know, everybody leaves and it's, you know, there's nothing, you know, it, there's a really big difference between all of these things. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, doing your homework. that, But, yeah, having that, doing that list. I don't know if you ever heard it. Call it the Ben Franklin no. You ever heard it call it that? Yeah, they, no. the, that was the. I don't know if it's one of those like myths from uh, our our founding fathers, yeah. but like they, that he would he would lay lay it out on the pros and cons like it was a oh, scale, right. and it was obvious when one side of the scale was heavier yeah, than the other. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Well, I uh, call it the Ace Evans, who was my dad, because okay, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he probably he ripped it off from Ben Franklin, probably, <laughs> but called it his own. Perfect. But he did he did it well, and what a great life skill for you. Um, so I'm curious. Uh, was there like was the, was there like one one because you I remember you saying you you asked your husband like are we going to do this or not was the, was there a moment where something happened at work where you were just like you just where you're like that's it I can't I can't do this anymore or was it just sort of this slow grind where you knew it and just kept pushing yourself Yeah, it was the slow grind. It was mm-hmm. the, it was definitely, I mean, there were, uh, I guess I could look back and say there were several defining moments and I kept plowing through just because that's what I do. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I was diagnosed. I had a couple of healthcare issues and I thought, you know, this doctors tell you avoid stress and it, it, you just laugh. It's like, well, <laughs> I turn on right. my computer and I have stress, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, good for you for recognizing that because I did, I did, I did this, I pushed and pushed and pushed myself and we can do that. And like you said, like, and then at the end of the day, you look at yourself, you're like, you know, mil- I, I, the millions of people that are, that are, are working and sacrificing and giving, giving their, their very life mm-hmm. for something like, you know, that at the end of their life, you're not going to look back and go, I sold a lot of bendy straws or whatever, whatever it is that we've, sometimes we just fall into jobs. We fall, we fall into them. Like you get an internship and then you get a job and it's a good deal and it's good money and good benefits and it's close to home and whatever. But then at the end of your life, you're like, what did I spend the last 40 years doing and, and give up my youth for, and my, my sanity. And, and so good for you for recognizing and, 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 and making that change. Um, cause yeah, life, life short. <laughs> yes, it is. And, and the further you go through it, the more you realize that. Yeah. Now, and something else I'm, I'm excited about, cause you mentioned a lower cost of living. Cause I look at, you know, I'm, I'm at the edge of doing some of what you're doing, you know, another yeah. six months I'll be done with my financial planning practice. And, um, you know, my kids are almost grown, right. You know, I'll, so I'm at the edge of, I'm at the edge of this. And I look at, you know, I was and I was a financial planner for 27 years. So I look at what I've, 
what I'm doing and the cost of living difference, even for me, like in you know the places I want to go is substantial. Like I could have done this a decade ago if right. I would have made different decisions in my 20s and 30s. Right. Um, and if you work and save in your in your early part of your years and then go live somewhere where the cost of living is a fraction, you can let that money sit there and grow for 30 years and you'll probably have as much or more money at quote normal retirement age and have and have been, have had and you'll have had an amazing adventure and yes. and wonderful opportunities for growth along the way. Absolutely. You know, I have a lot of people ask me, do you regret moving away? Do you regret going to Costa Rica, this third world country in the jungle? <laughs> and I'm like, my only regret is I wish I did it sooner. Yes. And I probably could have because you're right. You know, in fact, if you, if you were good at saving in the early days, which I was, again, we had the family meetings and there were, there, <laughs> I'm telling you, there were IRAs set up for me at age 18. Let's do Great. this. But you have to promise you put the maximum in every year. And if you do this, you'll be okay. Yeah. It's right? awesome. Yeah. So... So it is very possible. Now, the cost of living obviously is is different everywhere in the world. And, you know, um, international living, sometimes people are, you know, wait a minute, it's not that cheap to live there. And someplace like Costa Rica, that is true. It's It's not. You'll see a lot of things are equally expensive. Uh, as in the U.S., and some of it is even more like electronics and things that are imported because there's just huge tariffs uh, mm -hmm. that come with imported items. But you look at things like real estate and real estate taxes. So the taxes on our home in Austin when we owned it, and this has been several years ago. This isn't today's price. Um, were about $19,000 a year. Whew. Yeah, pretty insane. Wow. Uh, of course, it was a big house, but still. Yeah. Our taxes, our property taxes in Costa Rica for a very nice, modern, two-bedroom, two-bath condo a block from the beach with an ocean view is $500 a year. <laughs> Right. Amazing. So even yeah. even just that factor, even if everything else costs the same, we can live on 12, uh, six months probably and pay all our bills on the money we saved just Incredible. in that one element. So, yeah. Well, and then and then so many things. I don't know what it's like in Costa, but the places I'm looking in Europe, the, yeah. most of the, and most of, most of the time, I wouldn't need a car. So you look at the the money that that we all spend owning and insuring and paying taxes for cars, and then um, health insurance, and then our the cell phone service in a lot of countries is so much less than it is here in the states. Um, yeah, we just right. so much of our life is given away to to, to things that aren't contributing to our to our happiness. You oh, know, right. Is, yeah, you know? my my cell phone is five dollars a month. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> that's incredible! Right? Uh, let's see. Something you you had said that really resonated with me. 
uh, in one of your one of the articles I read, you said I've embraced the ideal the ideals of my childhood. And Did that I, that? I read I, I read that I read that <laughs> I read that somewhere. I, I didn't reach, write down which article it was, uh, but that's as I really started giving myself permission to say yes to what I wanted and doing the things I wanted. They think people like, how did you know? How did, cause that was, that was actually a, 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 something I struggled with as a financial planner. And I, I did this for 27 years. People would come in to see me. Sometimes they would come in just at the edge of retirement. And I would say, well, what are you going to do? You, you, according to the numbers you can, but what are you going to do? Many people had no idea. They had no concept. They had done what they had to do for so many mm -hmm. years, including family stuff and, 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 um, and all their work stuff, they had forgotten who they were or what they were passionate about. And it was only because I had this big interruption in my life. And all of a sudden I was, you know, an empty nester half the time because my kids were with their mom part yeah. of the time that yeah. I was sort of forced to rediscover Carlo. Like, well, oh. And so when I started traveling again, I told this story. I was, I took my kids back to, to, German speaking countries because I wanted to use my German again. Yeah. And after like the 10th place we went where I was speaking with people and asking, you know, getting them, them wondering why I spoke German and then telling me all kinds of fun things like, Oh, have you been here? Have you been here? All the things they start telling me because I appreciated their culture enough to, to understand it. Um, I, there was this moment I had where I just had this overwhelming feeling that I'm like, this is exactly as fun as it was when I was 17. Yeah. I love this just as much and I want, I want more of it. <laughs> and so sometimes like, yeah, just whether you're 20 or 40 or 60, think back to those things that brought you joy when you were 12. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah. And don't be afraid to, 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 if you want to build models, do it. If you want to travel, do it. If you, whatever it is, yeah, get excited about that. Right. You know, I, everything, everything new, you know, we're just, we're so programmed to be against change and it's the change that really helps us evolve yes. and brings happiness to life, you know, and I understand everything new feels unfamiliar and challenging. I get it. I, I feel that too. I go, I go through a little angst sometimes when there's a big change, but ugh, don't pass up an opportunity to try something new. You know, it, it, it just may fulfill you in the most magical way that you never expected it could. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the wonder of childhood, you know, because everything's new. You've never experienced it before. Absolutely. And, and yeah. what's exciting to me is that you, and you told the story at the very beginning, like you saw some friends that were doing that. Mm -hmm. And even though it took you a while to say yes, that was, so our, our actions, when we, when we, whatever it is, whether it's we're contributing or creating something or, or doing something that's out of the ordinary, people are seeing that. And it has, it has, a, it has effects in people's lives that sometimes we don't even know. You know, sometimes we don't even know, like someone, you saw somebody sees you or reads your article and there might be people living in Bangkok right now, just because of an article they wrote by you and may not even know that you wrote it. They just read it and they heard your words and like, well, we're going to do this too. How right. exciting is that? 
right? You, you don't have to be extraordinary. You don't have to win a Nobel Peace Prize to do amazing things that resonate with other people. Absolutely. I would, going back to like my comment in the, in the introduction when I was talking about my friend Steve that was being supportive and I had other people like that. So I didn't, I didn't always have, not everybody in my old world understood me or understood what I was trying to do or they didn't get it. And sometimes mm -hmm. that would, that would, sometimes that would filter through in what felt like negative comments. Yep. Um, did, did you have people that maybe question like, what, what are you, what are you doing? You know, where you're, you're going to go live where and forever. And you know, every, <laughs> every step of the way that people questioned when, when I took off for a year, it was like, you're leaving behind your responsibilities. You're leaving a fantastic paying job with benefits, with healthcare. Right. You're, you're selling things. You're going to regret it. You're going to regret it. Um, and, and, and moving to Costa Rica too. I mean, people really generally, the majority of the people in the United States think you're crazy for leaving this country. Yes. Maybe not so much right now, but, <laughs> right. but, but I, I left eight years ago and, mm -hmm. and I had a great life here. I mean, there's no question. It wasn't, I, I wasn't escaping I was mm -hmm. not a political refugee. <laughs> right. um, I I was just ready for a change and time to embrace a new culture and live a simpler life that afforded me better health. Yes. And yeah. so, yeah, it, ignore the haters. They're all out there. There's always going to be someone calling you crazy crazy yeah and what i've what i slowly discovered at least this is how i interpret it is it's usually because they're afraid they wouldn't do that it's too scary for them and they kind of sometimes people hear sometimes people hear about somebody doing something whatever it is taking a trip writing a book but mm -hmm. whatever it is and then they they might judge like oh i always wanted to do that and i didn't and then they may be they're just, they're just, it's a, it's a therapy session for them. <laughs> they're attacking their own, you know, inaction. And it's, right. and I, I just want to, that through this, just let even, even those people, I want them, if, what there must think the stronger reaction someone has, the more of that's, that's inside them that they're holding back. Right. Um, cause yeah. people have said that about me, about the things I want to do and that leaving, leaving my career. And, um, they like, they assume, they assume that I'm, I want to be in Italy. Like you've got a girlfriend there. They assume, they assume there's some reason that there's... you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not opposed got a, to a it. little Italian girl. <laughs> I'm not at all opposed to it, but no, uh, yeah, I don't blame I'm, I'm you. doing it. I'm doing it for me. There are uh, some beautiful people in Italy for sure. Uh, man. <laughs> It, I've, I've said this, Italy's my girlfriend. We're in a long distance yeah. relationship right now, but someday I'm going to be there and we'll be together. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm actually half Italian. So I have spent some time there and met my mom's side of the family. Oh, that's, that's so fun. I yeah. love it. Um, and okay, before we wrap up, I want to look at, so I noticed too on your website that in addition to all the fun things you're doing with, uh, with uh, international living and travel and writing and reporting, you were also writing on a book. Uh, let's let's hear about that. 
I am. I am. So I actually, um, my writing career started in my 50s. So talk about reinventing yourself. Yeah. Remember, I was, I was on the sales side of everything, the business side. And, you know, I'd always look across the, uh, the, the dividers at, you know, the creative people at, with a tinge of envy. Yeah. So cool. They're writers, you know, they, they do something that's lasting. Their legacy lives on. This is the coolest thing, you know. Um, but for one reason or another, that wasn't happening at the time. And then when I was down in Costa Rica for a few years, I was kind of doing some long distance sales and helping some local businesses with their marketing. And, you know, I, I had a little walk on the beach and I said, really, what do you want to be doing here? How do you want to contribute? And I, I, I'm not ready to retire, although retirement looks very different for anyone. Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to still have some sort of an income. And I said, you know what? I'm going to become a writer. And again, everyone told me I was crazy. Well, you're not published. And no, you'll, you'll, you'll never succeed. And I thought, right. well, but I always wanted to be a writer. So I, um, I went to a writer's retreat in Nicaragua. Um, I think this was back in 2016 um, called the Creative Revolution Retreat. Cool. Um, with a fantastic mentor named Lee Shulman. Um, and she's down in Argentina, actually, but she's an expat living there and she helps people write. And so I went to this and I started writing a book again, completely clueless, clueless <laughs> right. as to what I was doing. And then that's that whole stepping out of your comfort zone and going, OK, I don't know what I'm doing, but. Sometimes that works in your favor. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. So, so she helped me with the foundation. And then I, I came back to reality and kind of set it aside. And then the next year called her and said, okay, I want to hire you. You are my mentor and you are going to help me write this book. And it was pretty crappy. To start. <laughs> right. yeah. you know, we spent we spent a year together and every other week we'd have a Skype. I'd have an assignment and she'd be like, do you think you can get 10,000 words this week? I'm like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'll try. And we, we wrote a book together. So cool. Um, and it was a very rough draft. And, you know, I sent it out to some beta readers and I got some positive feedback and some really negative feedback from someone that I trusted a lot, mm -hmm. who was a writer, who has written books. And uh, I said, OK, well, it needs a little tweaking. <laughs> yeah. So I worked on that and then it sat around and got dusty for a while. And then I hired an editor to really firm it up. And, uh, you know, take me through suggestions. And then again, it collected dust for a while. And uh, I suppose I used the excuse of, oh, my job at International Living is keeping me so busy writing. I just don't have time to revisit this right now. 
And it was partially true, but it was partially an excuse. Yeah. And so I'm, I love it because I am using this, this very podcast. Yay. To say, <laughs> uh, it's time to pick it up again and get this finished. And, and I do want to try the old fashioned, uh, find an agent, get a publishing house route. But if that doesn't work, there is a plan B because in today's world, you can self-publish. So, Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's, that's so exciting. And, you, you know, you talked about, you know, you mentioned, I've gotten to the point where something I really want to do, I know who to check in with. And, and predominantly it's, I, I make my own list, but then I've got other people I will check in with and then okay. just dive into it. Cause sometimes like when I, when I was writing, that was very few people I told because I didn't want that person telling me, what are you thinking? What can, you know, you, you're not a writer. I had a hard time. I remember the first time I said, I'm an author out loud. It, yeah. it, it, if I felt like someone was going to like come in and go liar, you know, <laughs> no, you're not. Where's your credentials for this, Carlo? <laughs> Tear off my mask, like a Scooby-Doo thing or something. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it's scary. And I, and I, some, a lot of people like, I had no idea we were writing a book. I'm like, I, I didn't know I could finish it. And I was, I didn't want to talk about it. I felt like I jinxed myself and you know, that kind of thing. So, um, uh, and then I did the same thing as you did. I I found a book coach and Nancy Erickson and she was amazing. I really, really helped feel like she helped pull it Mm -hmm. out of me, her, her advice and her feedback. And, when, when she was, you know, she had, she was honest, like this, I don't get this. I don't know what you're, and she said it very nicely, but like, I don't know what you're saying here. <laughs> like, right. This right. is confusing or clarify these parts. So having that team is so, so important. And again, it's like you, the, the first draft, it's like the first time you tried to order something in Spanish somewhere or, or you're trying to do language. <laughs> We've got to be, I, I've, I've talked about this before. Like we can't be afraid to be a freshman. Like our freshman year of high school were were these awkward 14-year-olds and there's, you know, 18-year-olds with beards and scary and big and giant and and, uh, everything's everything's scary. But by the time we're done, we sometimes look back on those experiences with our fondest memories. Oh, when I I did this in high school or this Mm -hmm. in college or when I climbed this mountain, but you got to be willing to, to, to be bad at something to have that fun growth experience again. And so, yeah, so good for you. (laughs) I can't wait to see, I can't wait to see when that, that project's all done. Yeah. Oh, and I can't wait to read your book. You're going to have to send me the link. Yeah, I will. It's so, no, it's a, I think, I think, I think it'll resonate with a lot of, there's a lot of parallels in our story. Yeah. Uh, I love that. So outstanding. Well, um, again, I hope, I hope people go to, go to catsjourney.com to, to find all, all the information about, about Kathleen and her blog and her, her upcoming book and her links to international living. Those are, those are all, all on the sites, right? Is that, that, that that's the central spot? Yes. Okay. Okay. And then of course on, on, uh, on LinkedIn is where we found each other. So, um, yeah, I just, if, if I know, I know a lot of friends that love to travel. So like, if it's something, you know, if, if it's, if it's something you want to do, find the resources, Make your, make your own list, 
do your own financial plan. I'm not, again, I'm retired, so I'm not soliciting business. This, I don't, I don't want any more clients. <laughs> I can't, this is, this is not a fun, this is not what this is about. Find right. somebody that can help you run your numbers and make your own plan for whatever, whatever your dreams are that you're trying to pursue. Yeah, absolutely. There's great ways to travel on, on a shoestring. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then especially COVID, uh, I think woke so many people up to, I have so many friends that have like threw their stuff in storage and are now doing a van life just in the States. Cause they're like, I don't, yeah. I don't have to be anywhere. And if you can do it from anywhere in the U S you could also be in Costa Rica or especially that's the neat thing about central and South America is the time zones are so close. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very easy. And, and that was a big draw for me. I said, you know, what can I do that, they're not putting me out to pasture because let me tell you a sales career over 50, they're ready to hire two young whippersnappers in place of you for the same salary. Yeah. You know? No, that's, and that's, yeah. It, it's that's just, it's a reality. And I said, what can I do anywhere in the world into old age and mm -hmm. maybe even be successful doing it? So, yeah. Well, real last thing, I, I, I've been, I've been talking about this too. Cause like one time I had a client when I was really new in the business and he was, he was ending his career having worked in this corporate job for a bunch of years. And I asked him about, about retirement and he was very stern with me. He's like, this is not retirement. <laughs> okay. He goes, it's phase two. Yeah. And then he went on to talk about all the things he was, I mean, he went on to build a golf course and do all kinds of really cool things that were wow. completely unrelated to what he had done before. Yeah. And that's what I, because, because people keep like, Oh, you're, you're so young to retire. I'm like, I'm not retiring. This is finally, I'm like, this is phase two. Like I'm going right. to, I'm going to be an author. I'm a writer. I'm going to explore. I might go to college. I might, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know right now. And it's, I'm okay with that. Exactly. <laughs> and you don't have to have it all figured out. Yeah. Yep. So it's just like I said, when you step in the direction of your dreams, things open up, people show up, opportunities arise, but you, it's good. You know, you got to be prepared, but then also at some point you have to jump. So you have to jump and form those relationships. And that's what yes. you're doing here, which is really cool. No, I super appreciate it. And I'm so grateful that you came on to join me. Uh, I will put, I will put links to all your places on, uh, in the show notes. And, uh, I, again, I just, Thank you so much for joining me and sharing your wonderful stories and wisdom with everybody. Thank Are you. you. All right, everybody, that is a wrap for my episode with Kathleen Evans. Man, that was so fun and so such great, um, such great lessons that that's been the most fun part of this project for me is not only hearing so many different stories from so many different people and so many different uh, walks of life and ages and, and stages of life and careers, but how many, how often these lessons are so universal. You know, we have this example again of someone that was burnt out with what they were doing, burnt out with this corporate life. And I see so many people in their twenties and thirties that are just getting worn down 
just getting worn down by this rough thing, which she called, she called the sales meetings, sales beatings. And boy, I remember that. I remember the anxiety when I had a boss of, you know, and I knew, I knew each month, sometimes in the very beginning, each month I was hanging from my fingernails and went in to see my boss. And hopefully I had good news. And hopefully it wasn't even that I had good meetings is did I get the check? Did you get a check? I had a really good conversation and they really liked me and things really want to go well. Did you get a check? Then you don't have anything. And um, the anxiety about that and the anxiety, and even when you were making it, you always felt like, well, you're only as good as what you brought in today, not what not what you did yesterday. So again, you know, this universal lesson of, of, of listening to that and you know, she, she mentioned, uh, Kathleen mentioned it took a, a scare and then uh, was motivated what some other friends were doing and just took off and had some time to travel. And that didn't bring this big epiphany, but it brought some lessons that then she uh, chewed on and thought about. And as she got herself in order, you know, uh, got her, she said she had to build up some, build up her bank account. And then, then she was really zoning in on where she wanted to be. And built her plan uh, using using the skill set from her uh, from her from her dad and her her, her fam the family meetings and coming up with a checklist of what what they absolutely wanted and what they what would be nice to have and were able to zone in and uh, they made it happen and uh, she's been living down in Costa Rica for eight years for eight years and went from you know this corporate job that was draining and exhausting to being an, an international journalist for international living. And now she's working on a, a novel and living the, the Pura Vida. <laughs> like how awesome is that? And and if traveling abroad or living abroad or living in another country and, and leaving isn't your dream, just, just stop at that part just before she did that. And, and like the, the fact that she, she, she assessed her situation, thought about what was important, actually took a break. You know, the, the idea of like with her marriage too, when, when Kathleen shared, and I really appreciate her doing this, shared she part, you know, she, when she left to go on this big worldwide trip, you know, her marriage was on the rocks. And when she came back, they worked, th they worked through it. And, but, but maybe it was that time. Sometimes we, we don't give ourselves space and we just take action and move and jump and uh, giving, giving them, giving each other that space to kind of think and reflect and grow came back and made it work. And that's, that's an awesome, amazing and beautiful thing. So there's just so many lessons here that are, uh, that are applicable for various stages in life, just to admit, you know, thinking about what you want, assessing your list, writing it down, having a plan, and then, then finally taking action. So uh, I hope you will go to catsjourney.com. That's cat with a K, K-A-T, and check out uh, so many of the great articles that, that, uh, that Kathleen has written about her, her experience and her journey and her uh, advice that she's got, especially around Costa Rica. Go check that out. And uh, check out International Living. Go to internationalliving.com and check out their, their – uh, that's a great magazine. Like I said, I use that all the time, even if it's about – if the article is not about a country that I see myself living in, I, I uh, appreciate the writer's perspectives about things that I may not have thought about.
you know, insurance or taxes or how will, uh, how does social security get taxed when you're living in another country and just pitfalls that you can avoid and knowing when trying to learn enough to know when I would need help and where maybe, uh, where, what kind of person I would seek it from. So that's what I got. Uh, again, if you like this, please spread the word, help me, uh, find more people to connect with and, 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 uh, help them along the way with their journey. I've, I appreciate you listening and I'm grateful and I hope that you took some lessons from this that will help you along the way so that you can enjoy your journey. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you.